And welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. On the line, we're delighted to have author Anthony Carragher. Anthony's book, Lost, uh, Liverpool FC, English Football at the Crossroads, looks at Liverpool as they reach their 125th anniversary. Are they still elite? Can their prolonged drought end soon? And where do the Reds go from here? Anthony, welcome to the big kickoff. Morning, Roy. How are you? Good, good. Listen, Anthony Carragher. Our first question has to be, how's Jamie and will you get to see him over the Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's making it this year now, right? He's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, but he's as worried as I am about where we're going. <laughs> no, we're, we're not related. <laughs> Listen, well, what made you decide to write the book? I, I think it's your introduction there, Roy. I think there's a kind of you know, conflicts of, of things happening at the moment that are, uh, you know, fascinating uh, for Liverpool fans and and then in the game at large, you know, anybody who loves football and I suppose English football, there, there are things happening that I suppose need debate and need documenting. Uh, from the Liverpool perspective, you know, I've been a Liverpool fan since the age of six and this particular time is, is interesting, reaching the 125th anniversary uh, you know that last quarter of a century and more, 27 years without a, a league title, uh, the longest drought of any, I suppose, sporting empire in, in, in the globe in any in any major sport. You know, the, the, none of the big NFL teams, uh, rugby teams that I can see uh, have that kind. You know, that were empires, not not you know a sports yeah. teams that yeah. won one or two titles, but you know your your major major teams. Um, you know. And and then this new era of, of foreign ownership uh, of Liverpool, um, is, you know, our, our owners, our uh, Boston, the Fenway Sports Group, are going to be, you know, in the next couple of years, will reach their own first decade, and you know, came with the promise of of lifting trophies and and, and repeating what they did in America with the the Red Sox ending their eighty six year long course and. Something's going to happen in the next few years because you know either, either we'll achieve that or or big things will happen. You know, uh, and I just I, 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 that 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 story I felt was worth documenting now. Yeah, and did it start? It's Dave here, Anthony. How are you doing, mate? Hey, Dave. How's things? Not too bad. Did it start as a Liverpool book and then kind of spiraled into looking at the league or football in general, or was that always the intention to be a bit of both? It, it 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 started by chance, really. Mm. I, I I was finishing another book that I'd written, Dave, and uh, I uh, you know we heard some terrible bad news in our family, where my eldest brother passed away, uh, you know, suddenly, and mm. he'd instilled in me this love for Liverpool, um, and I just remember I I was I was sat there early one morning, it was, it was a very early morning, and ideas started to form. Um, as to you know, you're you're a middle aged man and you have this great passion, and I still do. I mean, silly, you know, I just say some silly passion, or, yeah. or you know, you question it, and and I, I you know, I meet loads. I, I still play my bit of football myself. A lot of us do, or, or five aside and wherever we do. But you meet friends who go to games and they support clubs, and uh, you know, you. There's, there's a level of uh, disenchantment, I suppose, uh, at mm. the, the state of the game at large and at the 
at the lack of kind of sporting element to it. You know, sport by definition is is two equal entities competing against each other, or equal equalish entities competing, and with the with the hope of winning. And with, I suppose the advent of the new um, billionaire owners or multiple billionaire owners, and stroke, you know, country state owners, um, some of the Arab countries, etc. Some of that some of that sporting element has gone away, and. I, I kind of was, you know, on, on many levels, question, you know, why am I still so passionate about this game that the, you know, the ball rolls around on, on a piece of grass and for a club? And that, you know, it was, it was, it was those thoughts of my brother that were, you know, kindling these, you know, things in my mind. So the idea came, to, and, and particularly where Liverpool were, and, the, you know, the, the, the Liverpool with their own drought of 27 years, but, but also caused by what's happening in the game at large, you know, um, Steven Gerrard, uh, you know, commented that when when Abramovich moved into Chelsea, he he realised his hope of winning the league title had you know gone. No, it hadn't effectively gone. He, he got very close until he himself fell over. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, yeah, move away from that quickly, against, there, Anthony. Please, yeah, against Chelsea in a game that I was at, I was game that was my oh. son actually. And uh, so that the idea came to, to you know to go on the road and and explore this story and to do it, but from a, a, a you know I don't think you can look at it Liverpool in isolation if you don't look at the other clubs. So yeah. you know where are your your not just your Man Cities and your Chelsea, the new the nouveau rich, uh, but where are you you know your your Everton's and your Aston Villas and yeah. your you know and, and you know teams aren't even in the Premiership. Where's Leeds United? You yeah. know. Uh, so that that kind of intrigued me because you know they're great clubs. Some of, you know all of those clubs I just mentioned they're great clubs, and certainly the last two or three of them there. You know Aston Villa, European Cup winners, uh, Leeds United. You know that they have their own song saying they are champions of Europe. Though they were robbed by Bayern Munich in the final, uh, up with a referee probably more uh, pertinently. Um, they're great clubs with no chance of winning anything. Never, you know, not even in the Premiership. But where is the game that that it leaves clubs like that, you know, uh, in in the desert as such? So they, that was that was the kind of you know greater teams that were in my mind to explore, and I felt the way to do it was to go to the clubs, you know, not not, not just turn up at Anfield, uh, but to go out on the road and get under the bonnet of those other clubs. So. And what kind of who who were the more interesting ones outside of Liverpool that you interviewed and you found most insightful? I, I, I will uh, touch someone there, Aston Villa. I thought it was quite interesting. Mm. I, I, I went to you know Villa is a great club, and uh, they, when I they were in the Premiership when when we went to them, you know we literally it was the, the book kind of moved in chronological order. But looking back to the past and looking forward to the future while doing so. And, and you know, Villa on the day, it was interesting. They had the, you could get this quite often in different grounds. They had a, a program offer. They had the match program for the day, but you, you had a couple of old retro programs <laughs> um, on offer too. And interesting, I was looking through them for the game with my son. And uh, in each of them, they, they, they were a profile of a player who was one of their better players at the time. And, you know, not going back too far, but all of those players had moved on within a, you know, Milner was there, yeah. Delph was there, All Brighton was there, uh, Ben Teke was there, and they'd all moved on. And, the, you know, you're the club that just, and, and, you know, like nearly 90%, I think, of the clubs now, they just can't hold on to their players. Yeah. Because that if, if any kind of, you know, Delph will then go and sit in the bench for City for a couple of years and, and, and then get, it, get an opportunity. And, you know, 
going back to Liverpool, one can argue Liverpool are, are a club that can't hold on to the players yeah. um, because you know we we see it now and we saw it with Sterling and we we've seen it you know and I think Sterling is a more interesting one than Coutinho and Suarez because. There's that Latin uh, Spanish link with the two latter guys, where Sterling yeah. is a young English lad that just, you know, it, 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 it's. I'll go back. And, and other clubs as well, like, you know, Villa, um, but all, you know, Everton, Everton are a cracking club. You don't have to go far to, to see Everton, but, you know, Everton are a super club. Benitez said, you know, infamously, we're a small club, but they're not a small club. but you know, the the fact that one might even put a, that term over a club like Everton, uh, yeah. it, it, you know, is, 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 is an indictment of the modern game. And I think the Leicester phenomenon threw up something, you know, I, I was in the West Bromwich and the chairman there um, was commenting about the pressure of what Leicester achieved and what that was doing for other mid-sized clubs, because you know, a disgruntlement among fans to always be treading water and to be going nowhere and just avoiding the drop. And Leicester then had, you know, the phenomenal freakish year. And then do you go and try and achieve that and risk losing it all? Or do you keep plodding along? Um, so that, that, those, those stories are, you know, pervade on, on, the, on those kind of mid-clubs is, is the, the do-or-die element. You know, West Ham, you've got the two owners who are, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Sullivan and Gold and, you know, childhood West Ham fans and very much stated, very ambitious, you know, moving into the Olympic Stadium and stating we want to be in Europe, you know, so very much pinning their colours to the, to the mass and then getting it, you know, wrong in many ways, um, and these things come and go. Maybe they'll get it right again. But, you know, at the moment, more avoiding the drop and having really invested badly. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, for, as a football fan, I find those things fascinating. I think they're wrong. You know, and if you go back to the 60s and 70s in football, in English football, uh, in that, de- that, that those two decades, 20 years, you had 11 different Premier- English League winners in, in that period. And if, if more recently, that would be down to five. Uh, so the the element of competition isn't there, and, yeah. and it's it's curi- it'll be curious just to see you know ten years from now where where you know is it has it even funneled more or or and 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 where will those mid size you know be, or what used to be big clubs have gone? Does is there not a, a certain evolution in the the game that? has always been there that there's always going to have three teams even though there's loads more money for the the middle of the road sides and the bottom sides that there's always going to be three teams that get relegated there's always going to be teams who finish mid-table and there's always going to be teams who finish outside now the top four but it used to be that it used to be just the, the winners of the league is it not just still the same as it was or or what has changed well, I, I think more recently, yeah, I think that's what we've grown accustomed to. But that that comment I just made there a moment ago about, you know, if you do go back and look at history um, yeah. in the last century, you know, lots of teams had chances to win. And, 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 and what what made a chance to win was, a, was smart ownership and management. And, you know, you, you know, but I'm going back a while here, so for you younger listeners, they, they might remember any of this, they won't matter to them. But, you know, <laughs> it, was, it was like, you know, it was, it was your Busby's and your Shankly's and your Brian Clough's, you know, Brian Clough doing, you know, the wonderful things he did with Derby and with Nottingham Forest. 
you know, uh, Revy at lead, uh, you know, uh, Bobby Robson at Ipswich. Um, and, you know, that wasn't about, you know, there would have been intricacies of who had more or less to spend or whatever, but it wasn't really about outspending the opposition. It was about being better or smarter than them and building teams. Or maybe, you know, I suppose that, the, you know, the, the, it seems that, that, that maybe at those times a change in, 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 in an approach uh, brought results as well. You know, you, you've changed a certain style. Of, everything is so immediate now and, and, and the availability of information is, is so immediate now. So, uh, you know, if, if a manager changes a style of approach, it's, already, it's immediately known to both fans and, and opposition managers and teams. But yeah. then I think, you know, if you, you'd be either more attacking or defensive or, or you, you put more emphasis on training or nutrition, it probably might have had more reward but I do I do think there, were, there was an ability for clubs to be more competitive you know you just had a much bigger roll call of clubs that were had a real chance of winning something and that's not even just the league title that's cups and 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 you know being competitive in Europe and and then you you I think you had that era of the you know the, the super managers even like you know you, you those Busby's and Shankly's had built the empire of Liverpool and United and and then both of them kind of went on and, and had their own, their long streak you know yeah. uh, and and you know, you know for different reasons I think Liverpool uh, you know very well maybe they, but 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 ultimately both being great you know sets of managers Paisley and, and Ferguson United very much. I think built, you know, very cleverly on the event of the, the Premiership and they floated the club on the stock exchange and they were very ambitious with stadium building and they just, everything came together and they they got it so right and with a great manager, you know. So has it has it changed? I, I think what's changed is, I don't think it's about those opportunities anymore. Like Klopp is a great manager. No, great, sorry. He's, he's a very good manager. I suppose great will be tested in the long run. But Klopp is... You know, he broke Bayern Munich in, in Germany. He he didn't just win the league once, he won it twice. He got to the Champions League final. You know, with that, with spending, you know, I suppose in today's terms, buttons really, he, he sourced talent that was, you know, in, in some ways unspotted talent. He molded players that were discarded. They're the signs of a great manager. If you go through history, they're the signs of a great managers. The ability to mold players that weren't necessarily seen before as great players and to spot players like you know in the old days you'd sign a Kevin Keegan mm. and he'd come from I think it was Chester so I can't remember exactly where he came from and you know you don't see that now where you you see it very less commonly where a manager has the ability to spot a great talent yeah, yeah. Uh, that's quite, now it's you know where's my 60 million pound signing yeah. so I think that's changed I don't think the ability of a, of, a, of a bright smart manager and a club that has Ambition to build and develop. I think in the past, it, 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 those opportunities build, are gone. Building and yeah, you, if you don't have the the half a billion every transfer window, you know you're not going to win the league. Like in the last, I think two years since, like I started writing the book in 2015, and in that time, Man City have outspent Liverpool by six times. Yeah, yeah spent yeah. like it, that. That's a tough bridge for even a club. Mm. You so, know. So can you? With that, you have Klopp there, who is a good manager. And we know there's loads of good managers who are coming into the league and not, mm. ev- and not everyone can be successful. But can you put your finger on why Liverpool can't keep their best players, even though they have 
you know that history behind them they're still they're still seen as a big club but they just can't hang on to their to their big players do you know why or can you think why I I I, I, don't, I probably don't know why, and like and the great thing as we know with football, and I'm sure everyone in the show is uh, we all have our opinions. But yeah. I I think um, so specifically with Liverpool, um, if you look at the long drought of, of 27 years, it, it, there were different phases to it. I think the initial phase, you know, Suness, and 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 then I, I spoke to Roy Evans, and he just gave me some nice insights and uh, for the book and. Uh, he he commented, for example, you know, that he always just felt it was next season. Um, he, he just, you know, he'd, he'd been a boot room boy and mm. success was hardwired in, in, for Liverpool. And he just always felt it was coming. And, you know, there's some great players and a great attacking team. I always enjoyed watching Roy Evans' team and loved going to Anfield. And you'd have McAteer and McManaman streaming down the wings and mm. stuff. You know, really, you know, bright team to watch. But... Um, so, but but then it didn't happen, and I think it, you know, that that initial phase was well, you know, we're not what we were, but it's we're going to be back soon. And then realization, I think, hit in, and you the, the advent of the, you know, and you're and you're playing catch up against United and Ferguson, and you the the advent of the foreign managers, you know, Julia and Benitez, and so, and each got very close, and each did a squad rebuild. But I think what happened was. Ambition waned a bit as well. Liverpool couldn't punch with the same financial clout as, you know, certainly as United at the time. Yeah. But they were, we were, you know, even in the book, uh, I interviewed different managers, and there was always this comment, you know, we were one player away. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Evan said he wanted to sign Sheringham, and he couldn't get him. And uh, Benitez wanted uh, Danny Alves from Barcelona. And, the, you know, the, we, we did, we, we, I think we bid 12 million, and we... we he, they wanted 15 or something. Well, before Barcelona signed him, I can't remember what club he was with at the time, but we, we had him and he didn't, you know, because of 3 million or something, we didn't get him. Like that, Things like that were happening where there, there was just a, a feeling that, you know, Liverpool weren't the club that were going to go the extra bit. And and I and now in, in more recent times, I feel it's an ambition thing. Uh, like even there last week, there was a comment by... Um, Guillaume uh, Balag, the, the, the Spanish yeah. reporter on Sky, and he was he was answering some fans' questions about is Griezmann coming to Anfield, and uh, he kind of laughed when he re- responded. And I met uh, Balag when I interviewed him in the book as well, and the same actually in the interview, the same response was there. There was just a sense that they weren't there at that very elite table anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pe- players and. I suppose to insiders in the game just didn't feel they were, you know, con- going to be ever, or certainly not ever, but going to be constant challengers for the title. So, you know, he did not quite yet for Griezmann, but, the, you know, there the was a little smirk and smile and a twinkle in his eye as in, you know, Griezmann wouldn't even look at Liverpool. Yeah. But, but if, if you even think about that, you know, United are going through their, their mini droughts now, and uh, Manchester and Liverpool are similarly sized cities. There's no great, you know, population diversity there. Um, and you know they're equally as successful clubs, one more in the league, one more in Europe. So, you know, there's no reason why one would say Griezmann would sign for Manchester United than he won for Liverpool. You know, uh, as a, so it why would, it would probably why, be only because Manchester United's 
recent success has been uh, uh, that a recent success and Liverpool's has been slightly more distant and and maybe the hope of getting more but obviously it might be more money at Manchester United but no, and I think you're, you're right there that, that's exactly, I think that's exactly right but I, I also sense there's a bit more ambition yeah, you yeah. know, I, I don't think anybody, and 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 I'm, I, I and I suppose as a Liverpool fan, I just don't know. Um, like the owners say, they came to win, and yes, we're still quite parsimonious in the transfer market. And um, Klopp, you know, said he's a stated winner. Yes, and I I, I like Klopp a lot. You know, he's a very very likable manager, and I, I love having him as a. I suppose never mind winning. You you like to have somebody you like being the. The, the, the father figure of your club, I suppose. So, I, yeah, as a Liverpool fan, I, I love seeing Klopp there. He puts a smile on my face. But I, I'm, I worry about that hard. No, you know, is he is, you know, I, I do and I don't. I, I, I think he wants to win. I'm, he, he always he has this comment about uh, the hard way. We'll do it the hard way, and we'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm not going to. I can't, and I won't outspend other people, and I'll develop this over the long term. And I just worry. Will he get the time to achieve that? Because um, you know it's going to be a tough audience a year or two from now at Anfield if there's still no trophies collected. But to to go back to that question, you know, and why you know, like Klopp had enough. Last January we were on top of the table. Rodgers in the 13, 14 season, uh, turning into the new year, needed players. There's been opportunities in recent times to really push on and not make that comment of and both of those those more recent uh, you know falling shorts were under the Fenway ownership period there's, there's been an opportunity not to say that we were one player yeah. short you know when when Gerard slipped it was as much about Henderson being um, suspended than it was Gerard slipping that the bench was so weak coming on and in both of those January windows even just recently you know last year two years ago uh, there was an opportunity to go and buy in, in the, in the, when you're top of the table and go, yeah, this, this is a chance to push on and actually win this league. And it, it, as a Liverpool fan, I just didn't see that in the club. I didn't see any great... Um, now, I know the January window, I know it's difficult and all that, or that, what that we're told, the difficulty of it. I, I think in the same window, yeah. City brought in Gabriel Jesus, you know, or Jesus. Um, you know, so there's easier for them to do it, I know, but... Uh, I, I, it's that absolute stepping up to go. Yeah, w- there's no excuses anymore. You know, we, we, we're, we've nailed our colours, and, and we don't hear much from our owners anymore mm. um, about really what their ambitions yeah. are. You know, and I think that's very important because you you look at all of this, and you and 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 I, you know, as a Liverpool fan, I don't necessarily want. The, the the kind of um, Middle Eastern owners where it's just all money goes yeah, in and, yeah. and, uh, and I don't necessarily want the Chinese but what I do want are owners that go well you know we we bought the club for 300 million we're sitting on a valuation of 1.5 billion you know five times the money yeah. and here's what we're going to do you know in the near term you know we're, we're not going to say if we can't afford to build the Anfield Road end yeah. we're not going to say we don't have the money in the transfer market you know, and, and maybe they're going to do it you know I, so the, I, I'm not in the book that you know we are lost so the, the loss has a question mark on it yeah. and uh, it's all to be seen but I just I, I certainly want to uh, you know like many others I suppose the purpose is to raise the debate 
Exactly. And just speaking on the, on, on the book, obviously, again, it is very much Liverpool based and that's where most of your inspiration is from. But for the non-Liverpool fan, like, our, like my colleague here, Roy, like... I'm not saying how much is there, but like how much of it would it be of an interest for everyone, not just your Liverpool fans, obviously. Uh, I, you know, the, I, the book, the, I nearly split it in three. I think one, one third of it is, is yeah. Liverpool, you know, maybe even more, 40%. Or, and, and then the rest of it is to the club. And then there, there's a good sprinkling of just non-football stuff in there because what, what interested me as well is what formed the, 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 you know, English football and these clubs. So, you know, for example, when I was in Norwich, um, I'm talking about the, 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 you know, what that city meant, Norwich. You know, it's interesting, the Norwich are the Canaries. You know, that city in the medieval times, Norwich was the second city in the UK and second only to London, but it didn't have a rail link to London. So um, it very much built its own culture and uh, geography of, you know, being a local uh, capital of, of Norfolk. And its nearest trading partners were the Lowlands, uh, Belgium and, and uh, Holland and Spain, and, uh, and somewhat. And w- one of the popular pastimes at the time was, was you know, raising and racing uh, canaries, birds. <laughs> and that came, that, that came into Norfolk. And, you know, I found just in writing the book and researching, I never knew that, you know. And I just, I, I, I like you, I laughed when I, when I learned that. And, and, and as you know, the, you know, Norwich City are, are the Canaries and that's where it came from. So and that's there's, what loads of little, there's loads of little stories like that in the book that I, I you know, I enjoyed writing about, you know, why clubs and why cities where they, come they, from. they play and where they come from. And, and, and it also just, it, it shows a nice, interesting colour. They're so important, they're institutions in their local uh, environments and yet they can just be taken over by you know, a guy from Malaysia or somewhere and either improved or destroyed, you know. Yeah. But they may have a hundred and or two hundred years of local history that you you just hope that, you know, there should be protection orders for them, you know, that's what <laughs> yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. as a football fan. Listen, and, you know, go on. other countries do protection orders, you know, in a way. In Germany, you you know, the club has to be owned by the members. Yeah, um, yeah, 51%, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's... You know, maybe that horse is bolted, but you'd love to put some kind of uh, the, the debate should be there yeah, about yeah. ownership and uh, protection. Listen, but Anthony. Yeah, um, none of the book is other clubs. It's, it's, it, I hope people find it an enjoyable read that way. Good. The, the book is called Lost. Um, tell us the end. And do Liverpool win the league? <laughs> <laughs> Please, God, say yes. <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah, yeah, they, they won it. We were yeah. found early. That Liverpool yeah, positivity we is always there. <laughs> That's the sequel. I think the sequel's found. <laughs> it's going to be our year. <laughs> and Anthony, I presume, is it in all the usual well-known outlets? It is. Yes, it's, 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 in, it's all over Dublin and, and in, in lots of stores countrywide. And online and all. We have and a. Online as well. Uh, we had a quick look on Amazon this morning just out of interest and uh, one of them was like I read this book and you will most likely end up recommending it to others I bought a copy for my son who's a Liverpool fan and when the book arrived I dipped into it and read a few pages and was instantly hooked it's a real page turner while I focus on Liverpool it's about football and sport in general with great insights into all premiership clubs and now his son is enjoying it too that's fantastic and then there's a guy called Robert 
Would you remember from Liverpool's Christmas market you met him last yeah, week? Yeah, I saw his review. I met him in Liverpool, yeah. <laughs> Digital, or is it you? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 you can check him on my Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. Facebook page. <laughs> you stalked him. Yeah. He, was a, he was a character. He, yeah. he professed he doesn't read like any, the, you know, he, he got the book. He said, I, w- I wouldn't read it myself now. I'll, I'll give it to him. And then he, he, he subsequently he was in contact with me, and he did. So, um, so, you know, no, they're, they're all... The I'm only joking. Dude. That's good. <laughs> okay, listen, Robert, the book is called Lost Liverpool FC English Football at the Crossroads. And uh, as you said, it's good in all good bug shops and some rubbish ones too, I always wanted to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, thanks thank very you. much for your time and good luck with the book. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye.